then what's on your heart today? Today, you know, since this first day of of the new year is kind of concentrate on warfare, spiritual warfare, the first one that comes up is the one that the demons tremble at. The very first time that the enemy, the serpent, came after humankind, our parents, and tempted Eve. And when she said yes, all of us fell into sin under the power of Satan, and we were under the power of death. Her yes destroyed our our future hopes. And then along came this one who is going to open the gates of heaven again, and that was Mary. And she was predicted right from the beginning. And, and God said, there's going to come a woman, and I'm going to put enmity between her seed and your seed. And she will crush your head, and you will constantly go after her heel, but she will crush your head. Uh, I'm always reminded of a story a little girl told me, uh, Merrily, and she was just in first grade in, in Strasbourg. She was five and a half years old. And, and I was looking at an image of the Immaculate Conception with her. And she said to me, do you know what that means? And I was really kind of shook up by her question. I said, yeah, I know what that means, that Mary was never under the power of sin. And since she never had any sin, she was full of virtue, she was full of grace her whole life, Mary full of grace, that she was going to crush the head of Satan, who never was able to to, uh, overcome her. And she said, well, that isn't what Jesus told me. And this is what she said. She said, Jesus told me that we are all the body of Christ, all of us. And the lowest part of the body is the heel. And since she's so lowly and humble, she can crush the proud head of Satan. And every time I'm in any kind of circumstance battling with Satan, the name of Mary, the power of Mary, the demons tremble and are are completely overcome by Mary. And that, that phrase that is used by God, she will crush your head. And that image of her with the immaculate conception, crushing the head of the serpent. And that's the image of her that we have. The first day of the year, we're presented with her. And her title, which is the greatest title Mary has, is Mother of God. God was going to come to earth. That was the plan of God. When mankind fell into sin and Satan and under the punishment of death, God had planned to send his son into the world. No human had ever chosen his mother. There was one who was going to be a man, and his name is Jesus. Because he was God, he could look over all of humankind and choose his own mother. He was the only one. The choice of Mary was a God choice. God sent the angel from heaven. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. 
Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you. And so she says yes to the invitation. My son is going to come to earth, and I want him to be your son. And that was the plan of God. But how can this be, since I know not man? The Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and the power of the Most High will come upon you. And the one to be born of you will be the Son of the Most High, Jesus. Jesus is the incarnate Word of God made flesh. And so today's gospel, I want to feature two particular. uh, One is the shepherds. The shepherds hear from the angel. There is born this baby. And so they, the, the, the story is told in the Gospel of Luke today on the 1st of January. So let's, let's listen to what is being said here. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told to them about the child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. You see, God wants to reveal him. If today you're going to Mass, if today you're going to be celebrating this New Year's Day, wherever you may be, God wants to come to you, shepherds, to the poor, and also to kings, because they're going to come and look at the baby. The featuring is, look at the baby. Who is this child? This child is the most unique in all of human history. He is the Son of God made man. Look at the baby. Who is he? The other one that I would like to feature today, and especially as a comrade of us in our battle against Satan and Mary, all these things that had been told about him were amazing. By what had been said, by the shepherds, and Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. So Mary is the other one that we want to look at. As we're looking at the baby, look at the shepherds looking at the baby. Look at Mary looking at the baby. As you look at the child, as you look at this, it's, it's like incarnational. What does that mean for me and for you? This baby is the Son of God, and this baby has been joined to you and me. This baby is us. When Mary reflected in her heart about the child, she was looking more deeply into the life of this child. Today, on the first day of the new year, We are suggesting to all who are listening that you look at the child 
in you. To look at your own heart. Where is Jesus? Where is he incarnationally? He has not only come to earth in Jesus the baby in the manger 2014 years ago, but by water and the Holy Spirit, he has come into us. Therefore, what is the life that is in me? Do you want to look more deeply into him? Then I must get to know who I am. And therefore, I believe at the beginning of this year, all of us should look into our own genealogy. The first circumstances that the shepherds saw was Joseph and Mary. Jesus was born in a manger. He was born to this family in this place. That was the incarnation of God in the world. You now, Christ living in the world, what were the circumstances of your life? Each of us incarnationally is reflecting in our own hearts and lives the life of Jesus Christ. When my eyes were open to this truth, when I studied the mystical body, what Merrily said, we are all the body of Christ. We are all the body of Christ. And Mary is the lowest member of the body, reflecting the humility of Mary, the virtue of humility, which is so important in uniting our hearts with the humble Jesus. The humility of Jesus and the humbleness of Mary reflected in my life and in yours, whether we be in, in ghettos or whether we be in suburbs, whether we be rich or whether we be poor, each of us, the circumstances of our lives are so important. And therefore, our genealogy is so important. Who is my father? What are my earliest experiences in my heart that I'm recalling and living? Who is my mother? Am I an only child? Am I born into a black family? Am I born into a Native American family that lives on a reservation? What are the circumstances what is the genealogy of each of us? Because God has chosen each of us and the circumstances of our lives because he has made us his children. Listen to what Paul is telling very clearly in his epistle. It's so powerful and it's in the same text as this New Year's. It's, it's in the, it's in the, uh, his letter to the Galatians, brethren, brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God had his, sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those 
who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons, as proof that you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then also an heir through God. Each of us has been united with Jesus. We have been divinized because of Christ living in each of us. Now that life, does that mean that each of us are going to have that same life that he had? We have the calling, but each of us also has my own spirit, which I inherited from Adam and Eve, my own tendencies towards sin. Each of us also, even though we've been baptized, and each of us has a battlefield going on within us, the Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts, but also Satan. And every one of us is in a pitch battle. Every single soul. There's a battle in each one of us to live life fully in him or to go away from him. If you think you're born black and the circumstances of your life are taking you away from him, or I was born illegitimately. Look, we have so many powerful examples. What about Jesus? He's a single. She has a single parent, Mary. God is his father. And whatever the circumstances of your life, Christ is in you. That's your dignity. And what about someone like St. Martin de Porras? Christ in you is the life that you have for all eternity. That's the life that has come into you. He is in you. He shone and reflected powerfully through a young black who became a saint, St. Martin de Porras. His father was a Spaniard. His mother was a black slave woman. And he was born into these circumstances. He led a life of Christ. He became holy as his father is holy. Who's his father? God. Who is he? Jesus in that flesh, in that person. There are so many saints who are born in so many circumstances. What is the source of all holiness? You're not holy because you're born into an English royal family. You're holy because of Jesus. And when Henry VIII comes along and he lives whatever, he was a Christian. He was a king. And when the temptations in life comes along, history, I don't know where he is or what. I don't really want to judge him. But he did not reflect Christ in his life. His life was a life of addiction, winding up syphilis and dead through the circumstances that he lived in a horrible life 
as a as a so-called husband so many times marry and and his children god is in each one of us and so is satan there is a pitch battle and each one of us i would very very much encourage you on this first day of the year to take seriously your genealogy who is your mother who is your father you see because your father is god and he planned that you be born into this family my family that i was born into a maronite catholic family they were the circumstances of my life and when i awakened to them in so many ways i wasn't aware that Christ is really the center of everything, although I was baptized. It took me until I was 21 to be awakened to the truth that I am a member of the mystical body of Christ. My body is Jesus' body. My mind is Jesus' mind. My heart belongs to him. Now I have to go about the work of battling with Satan who has many temptations and many desires to destroy that divine life that is in each one of us. That same battle is going on in every member of the body of Christ. Christmas, today, the motherhood of God is the story that Mary, baby, That baby lying in the manger at Christmas is the divine son of God and the child of Mary. He, Jesus, look at him, study him. Why? Because he is the one who is incarnate in you. What is Jesus like? He's like me. He's like you. Each one of us has a calling to be divine. We have been called, each of us, every single person in the world has a destiny. Our calling is to be Christ. Our enemy wants to destroy that life. Where do you have to look to know? Any place in the world. Any place in the world. Last night, I was watching... A million people bring in the new year. And I was looking at it, just watching the revelry and the going on. And they were beautiful. I just saw the face of a a New York policeman there wanting to do his duty and trying to be of service. I thought, what a beautiful face he had. And somebody asked him his name. It was Ryan, uh, a police officer. Then there was another soldier there, and he was there with his girlfriend. And they handed him a microphone, and he said, do you have something to say? And he kind of taken back, and then he said, yes, I do. And he knelt down before his fiancée, and he said to her, will you marry me? And she was just thrilled with his love. Here is Christ in him. I don't know who he was, but I could just see the goodness 
and the love that they were both exchanging. There were many more scenes, but you could be sure that God was there at the beginning of this new year and also the devil. This world is a battlefield and today the church is holding up to us a champion, a comrade of Jesus, a powerhouse, the mother of God, teaching us to reflect in our hearts what she reflected in her immaculate heart. Her reflections are so pure, so holy, so beautiful of her child. She is the sun. She is the moon radiating the sun. You can perfectly see Jesus through her and in her. She constantly reflects because of her love, because of her patience, because of all the virtues that she reflects. Humility, poverty, peace. She is the queen, but her greatest title is she is the mother of God. She is a God-chosen woman that God picked her out of all of humankind and endowed her with every grace and blessing so that she can be for us a model and a mother. She has been given to us as our heavenly mother. Yes, you have an earthly mother, and so do I. We all do. We all have a belly button. We all have been carried by our mothers that were given to us by God. We all have a father here on earth. These circumstances of our life are those given to us by God. And they were God-given, and we have to look at them and study them. And what is the work then that is going to happen? A discernment of how we are to live our lives in union with Jesus Christ, because he who is in us always does the will of his Father. There are many things this year that I want to do. There are many things that the devil would like me to do. And there is that which God, my Father, wants me to do. The only one who could do that is Jesus, who is in each one of us. Every single person listening to me has the power in this new year to do the will of our Father in heaven. When and if we do that will, we will find perfect peace. The angels sang it. The shepherds heard it. Peace on earth to those who will do the will of God. Our world has been terribly messed up because of the war that's going on within each of us. Instead of doing the will of God, we have been doing what the evil one has been prompting us to do and what we in our selfishness 
want to do. And all of these lead to death. His will leads to life and peace. There is a battle and it's a pitch battle and it's in my heart and it's in your heart. Monsignor, when you talk about a battle, it will be for some who will go into that reflection of their genealogy. They'll go in and they'll look at the family they were born into and for Many of them, it will be of great consolation because they were born of, of parents who loved them and of families who may have had challenges, but there's joy. They knew they were loved. But for many, and unfortunately, very many, especially in the last 40, 50 years, were born into families where the battle was very, very difficult ones. And even going back and doing the reflection that you've asked them to do is going to be a source of great pain. There's going to be a lot of, you're going to be right there encountering the battle. What would you say to them? What would you have them do? Two things. First of all, I'd have you reflect on the fact that the devil, knowing that the value of the family, has targeted the family for years and years and years. He's wanted to destroy the family unit. And that's one of the biggest targets of the, and, but so has God. God has wanted to target the family so that the love of God is not absent from the family. The love of God in our time is being poured out on every father, every mother, every child. And that love of God is very prominent and very powerful. Why? What is the love of God? It's love itself. Selfishness, self-centeredness, and me-ism has really taken over in the, in the whole world. And that's what's brought the destruction. Fathers seeking their own way, mothers seeking their own way, neglecting children. they bringing up children. If you're one of those children in those circumstances where your mother just went out and did whatever she wanted to according to her own pleasures, or your father did the same thing and neglected you, are you going to pass this on to your children? And so the, the most powerful thing that we can do is to begin as the shepherds did to enter into my own heart. I can blame my mother and father for many things in my life, but there are many things in my life that I only have to blame myself. Many of the things that what you want in your life, that you, you circumstances that you weren't given and a choice. God wants you and will give you the opportunity to self-reform. Why? Because in you, there is a power. He hasn't left you without equipment. That power of Christ is within you. There's a beautiful saying, God and I are a majority. And so if you find yourself, even you feel like you're, you're bereft of friends or whatever in your family, but many times that's also a lie. Because there were some football coach, some teacher, somebody in your life that shone the love of God through to you because God was always looking out for you in one way or another. There, if you look at your life, not only your genealogy, but other circumstances that may have come in through somebody in the church, through somebody in school, through somebody that you might have befriended in the neighborhood, that person has shown you the face of God 
and the love of God in your life. Many of us have been very unfortunately abused, hurt, damaged by parents and relatives and brothers and sisters. But that nonetheless, wherever you are, God has also been active in your life. Final thought, Monsignor? Yes. You know, there's a, there's a beautiful blessing that, uh, that is invoked in this Mass, and it is taken from the book of Numbers, that God wants to bless you. God has blessed you through Mary today, who is the mother of Jesus. God has blessed you through Jesus. If you're Jewish, especially, and, and you're in whoever you might be, I would like to give you the blessing of Moses to conclude. May the blessing of the Lord be upon you. I bless you in the name of the Lord. May the goodness of the Lord be upon you. I bless you in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And I ask Mary to be your heavenly mother, and I invoke St. Joseph to protect you. God bless.